Good morning, everyone. Welcome to 3Q, New Mexico's premier business podcast. I am your host, Pam Myers. My wonderful co-host, Erica Yoakum, is not joining us today because she is a little under the weather. Um, but our uh, guest today, who we're excited to have a conversation with, is Kendra Loring. Kendra is the owner of Equine, of Enchanted Equine Adventures in Albuquerque, um, and they offer all kinds, uh, they offer riding, um, horseback riding to help with all kinds of issues. Welcome, Kendra. Thanks for joining this morning. Well, thanks for having me, Pam. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, so tell us, I love what you do. Um, tell us about, um, your company. How did you get into, how did you get into this? How did you start it? What, what made you, what was your motivation? um I think this this all was meant to be since I was very small (laughs) I I fell in love with horses when I was three um I grew up on Cape Cod in Massachusetts and um my my parents were crazy enough to actually get me a pony (laughs) and so I had no idea how to take care of said pony So I joined 4-H and learned all about horses and different careers in in the horse industry. And I just I just fell absolutely in love with it. I knew that's what I wanted to do. That's what I wanted to go to college for. Um, I didn't know exactly how this was all going to work out, but (laughs) I um, I followed my passion. I got my bachelor's degree. And then I came to New Mexico and fell in love with with New Mexico and everything here. Yeah. yeah. And I'm certain that I would not have this business in Massachusetts had I stayed. So I'm I'm very lucky mm. that that I'm here and my family's here now. Wow. And uh, and they bought a ranch and I started the business at their at the family ranch. Wonderful. Wow. What, what made you go, what made you move from Massachusetts to New Mexico? Um, mostly I think the weather, but, um, I just wanted away from New England at the time when, you know, Mm -hmm. I was graduated from high school and I wanted out Mm -hmm. and, um, I ended up going to college in Providence, Rhode Island. So, you know, I was pretty, pretty close to home for that right but i i just felt like I, there was somewhere else i needed to be and i wasn't sure where that was and i mm-hmm. i got a job out here at a horse ranch and um came came here through um uh, amtrak and yeah. i got off at alvarado station i got off the train and i was like yeah this is it yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> where yeah. I'm meant to be. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people feel that way when they come to New Mexico. It just has a, a peacefulness. Yes, about, yes. Um, yeah. So much beautiful space. I spent a large part of my childhood growing up in Webster, Massachusetts, and all. Okay. And, yeah, do you know that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit outside of uh, south of the Cape, but mm-hmm. kind of New England was my home until I was in my. 20s. Okay. Yeah. Um, So talk about, tell us about um, Enchanted Equine Adventures. What are are some of the things that you offer? So initially when I started EEA, I, my plan was to just do therapeutic horseback riding. 
-hmm. So I got my certificate to teach therapeutic horseback riding. But then as you know, you're, I wrote like 14 different business plans and as they do, um, things evolved and changed and mm -hmm. the need for riding lessons for anyone, um, mm -hmm. became apparent and also horsemanship classes. Mm -hmm. So I kind of switched and now I offer therapeutic horseback riding, horsemanship classes and riding lessons to the general public. And I still have my certification to, to do therapeutic writing, but there's a big misconception about what therapeutic writing is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, please explain. So it has the word therapy in it, uh -huh. but I am not a therapist. Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. no therapist involved mm -hmm. at all. <laughs> Besides the horse, the horse is the therapist, you know? Uh -huh. And people throw around the term equine therapy mm -hmm. pretty frequently. Um, I just got an email with someone asking about it. So I, I like to to correct the language so that people understand because the next set, the next question they have is, do you take insurance? But mm. I teach writing. So, of course, writing is not covered by insurance. Well, it why? should be, but it's not. <laughs> um, so therapeutic writing is writing lessons, mm -hmm. writing skills taught by an instructor who is educated in disabilities. Okay. So my background obviously was in horses. So um, that part was pretty simple for me for the certification certification process. But I did take a long time to learn about different disabilities. Mm -hmm. and the majority of the clients I see now have um, uh, PTSD mm -hmm. or, and some of them have autism. So those are the two main things that I see right now. Mm -hmm. And But therapeutic writing can be good for so, so many different things, for anxiety, for cerebral palsy, Down syndrome, for all kinds of different disabilities. So, but just for my clientele and the population of Albuquerque, autism and PTSD are the two that I see the most. And how can you help enlighten us? Like, how does it, how does it help those individuals with those um, issues? Issues is probably a terrible word to use, but uh, conditions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, horses, if you think about the horse, the horse is a, a prey animal. Mm -hmm. So... They have this innate fight or flight, you know, usually flight <laughs> instinct. And when they know that they're in a safe environment, they're very calm. Mm -hmm. So horses who are therapeutic riding horses have this amazing ability to meet you, smell you, and then... This, I think it's magic. I know it's not. I know it's science. <laughs> it feels like magic. But they have this way of lowering your blood pressure and your cortisol levels. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. they know that they are safe. Mm -hmm. So if you're upset, you're anxious, they help you realize, no, 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 we're, 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 we're safe here. We're good. There's no harm's going to come to us here. Mm -hmm. So once you get past that, I mean, anything's possible. 
I mean, I, I, I teach people to, to ride every day and they're like, I never thought I'd be able to canter. <laughs> I, I had one, one uh, client, she was like, she'd never cantered before. And she was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Uh. She's probably in her seventies. She's like, this is what we used to do when we rode our hobby horses. Uh, we were cantering. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was it was so it was amazing. It's yeah. just such an amazing feeling to watch someone, you know, have those kinds of just bouts of confidence and joy. Right. right. Yeah. How yeah, I, I would imagine that's very rewarding yeah. to to see someone transform into a healthy place. Um how how do you train your horses to behave, the, you know, to, to work with you and your clients? Sure. That's a good question. Um, I'm not a horse trainer. Mm -hmm. I'm a riding instructor. Mm -hmm. I do, you know, I have a degree in horses. I've been around horses all my life. So I, I have a bit of insight into how they think. Mm -hmm. but they, like I said, they are prey animals. So mm -hmm. I have one pony who's afraid of Walmart bags. <laughs> so we make sure that there's no flying Walmart bags. Mm -hmm. Although at this point he does understand the connection between that sound and treats. Okay. So, you know, he's, he's, mm -hmm. he's okay with that now. <laughs> um, but it's a very special horse. Mm -hmm. Definitely. That does this mm -hmm. kind of work. Mm -hmm. And for me, finding those horses involves um, the local rescues. Sure. I work with all the local rescues. I prefer to utilize rescue horses in my work because I feel like they get more out of the job and they give more. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. some of them take a little bit longer to, 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 to ride them and train them and you know, jump up and down and throw tarps around and <laughs> mm -hmm. make all kinds of noise while we're riding. And some of them do okay for a little bit and some of them get burned out and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And some of them just could do it forever. Mm. And the thing for me in traditional therapeutic riding, you have a horse leader who leads the horse and two sidewalkers on either side of the client in case they need to come off the horse. But for me, I found that my riders got more out of being independent. Mm -hmm. So I, I, if we need a horse leader, we'll utilize a horse leader. But I prefer to get them to the point where they can, you know, steer their own horse and stop them and take them over obstacles themselves. And then they feel more empowered. They, they have to become assertive. <laughs> Otherwise, the horse doesn't mm -hmm. listen. So, um, so my horses are are trained to to listen to the rider, and they are a living, breathing, feeling being. So occasionally they don't want to, <laughs> and when they don't, they just come and and stand next to me. <laughs> like, okay. I, I don't want yeah. to do this. So, mm -hmm. so then we have to go back to the rider and say, okay, now you have to be assertive and tell this horse. He or she is going to listen to you and we're going to go do this thing. So it really helps, especially with the, the teens and preteens, getting mm -hmm. them to have a boundary and say, no, 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 you're going to listen to me right now, you know, mm -hmm. 
and yeah. watching watching that is is absolutely amazing. So I have different courses for different riders, some that mm -hmm. require more attention and focus and others mm -hmm. that you could take a nap on and <laughs> you'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how many horses do you have? We currently have six. Six. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. And you're in the South yeah. Valley, correct? Yes. Yes. We're in the far uh -oh. South Valley. We're about a mile north of the Isleta Pueblo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a beautiful area. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if somebody has, say, for example, um, PTSD, how, how many, is that an ongoing thing or do they come and say, oh, they feel better after, it probably depends on the individual as well, right? I'm assuming, but um, is it an ongoing thing or is it something that, you know, oh, five sessions in your um Feeling better? How do, how does that typically work? How do you advise people when they're? Well, I, I do. I leave it in their hands. You know, I, I let them figure out how how it feels for them. And some of my clients come, and their goal is to ride, but they're not ready to ride. Mm -hmm. So then we take a horse in the round pen, and we work together with the client and the horse oh. to get the horse to listen to the human. Got it. So they and build then, that relationship first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, that really helps. It helps to kind of calm their nerves to see that this thousand pound animal is actually going to listen to them, you right. know? Mm -hmm. um, but within the lesson, we do grooming mm -hmm. and just the act of grooming the horse Um. I mean, it, it, it's it's life changing, <laughs> yeah. and and so we teach the the clients how to go get their horse, put a halter on, bring them in, brush them, tack them up, round pen them, like all these things, and sometimes they don't ever ride. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's okay. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they they're in the round pen for ten minutes, and they're like, "All right, let's get on." <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so it's up to them and how they feel. And some of my clients ride weekly. Some of them ride every other week. Some of them ride once a month. It just depends on um, their availability. Yeah. And stuff, so. so it's not just coming in and getting on the back of a horse and going for a ride. It involves a whole lot more. Yeah. Get to that point. If they get to that point, then it's right. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And some of those people end up becoming volunteers. Oh, wow. And come yeah. and help with other lessons or my summer program or, you know, the, yeah, they, they come and they hang out or they end up getting their own horse. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What is your summer program? Uh, it's um, all day Mondays. It's a horsemanship program for kids 7 to 18 mm -hmm. of all abilities. And we do everything horse. <laughs> yeah. So we do chores. We groom the horses, we ride, we round pen, um, we do um, crafts and different kinds of projects. We have guest speakers come. We had a, a vet come last year and um, an artist, a, a professional artist who taught us how to draw a horse. Wow. That was awesome. <laughs> um, and then we learn about different kinds of horses and different breeds of horses and 
you know, the, the plight of the New Mexico rescue horses. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I teach them everything, everything horse. <laughs> wow. What are, that sounds like a great experience for a kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. And yeah. it's all day. And since COVID we we've moved outside under tents mm -hmm. um, and, and that has allowed us to, to bring in more kids because okay. we don't really have an indoor space you know, for a lot of people. So the summer program is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And the kids help each other. They, they horse lead for each other or, um, you know, they just help each other. They, they have to, they pick up rocks for me in the mornings and, and scoop poop and the wheelbarrow gets heavy. So they help each other. And it's, it's amazing to watch them work together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's fantastic. It yeah. sounds like a great experience. Yeah. Yeah. Are you limited by capacity of how many children can be in a class at uh, any given time or? Yeah. The horsemanship program, um, we try to limit it to 12 to 15. Mm -hmm. um, we have a lot of siblings who like to come. So we have big sibling groups. Um, sometimes that, that increases our number, but um, mm -hmm. 12 is a number I'd like to do um, every Monday. Yeah. And then for riding lessons, um, usually the, a group lesson of up to three is plenty for my brain. <laughs> I can't teaching four people at a time is is challenging. Yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much. Is there any other information you'd like to share? What like when does your yeah. summer program start? Yeah, it starts on Memorial Day. Okay, and it right. goes through the entire summer and kids can come for one Monday or all of them or two yeah. or three. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And you can just email me to sign up. Okay. But the, there is one thing I'd like to share, Pam. It's um, this new program I'm about to start. And I really haven't figured out the name for it exactly, but it's going to be a teen meetup group. Yeah. For teens who are interested in horses. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be more um, driven by what they what they want to do. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to groom horses. It's not going to be riding. It's going to be like a hang out with each other and talk to each other. Um, I've approached a couple of uh, mental health professionals to see if they want to partner with me to help me do it mm -hmm. um, as a like a support group. Right. And um I haven't, I haven't had anybody sign on just yet and that's okay. I can get started without, it, it will not be therapy. It will just literally be like a teen peer support group mm -hmm. with the horses. Wow. So we'll have stuff to do. We'll have grooming, we'll have round penning. Um, you know, we might just go sit in the shade and hang out with a horse, you know, mm -hmm. what, whatever it's going to be. Um, it's kind of going to be up to them. I have um, a couple of teens already who are signed up, um, but the, the Surgeon General's warning um, last week about loneliness kind of mm. pushed me to, to do something, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. just to get people together again. And I, I feel like the teen population is, is where I want to start. Yeah. 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 And we need more professionals in the industry. Mm -hmm. We have a, a whole group of um, veterinarians and farriers who work on horses' feet who are all about retirement age. Mm -hmm. 
And yeah. so we need a new generation of industry professionals to move our industry forward and to, to help with the rescue horse issues. And so, you know, getting teens involved with horses and outdoors and talking to each other. I mean, it's just a win-win. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, I hope this helps. Thanks. I hope the podcast Thanks. helps get your word out there and Thank good you. luck with your pro your meetup, your teen meetup program. That sounds like Thank you. an exciting opportunity. Yeah. Teenagers, a lot of young people. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty excited. And my horses are all pretty social. So, um, you know, and if they're not, we'll put some treats in somebody's pocket and they'll follow them around all day. So <laughs> we have a listener. I don't know. Do you know Vanessa Mullen? Yes. 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 So Vanessa asked if you could send her information about the teen program. Of course. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Thanks, Vanessa, for commenting. We appreciate your listening and making a comment and asking for information. Thank you, everyone, for uh, listening to our podcast. Thanks to our sponsor, New Mexico Out Business Alliance. And if you want to reach Kendra, you can reach, you can find her on her website, enchantedequine.com. Um, you can Google her name. Uh, you can Google Enchanted Equine Adventures, and she's pretty easy to find. So, <laughs> Yep, we're on Facebook and Instagram. There you go. All yep. right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Kendra, for joining this morning. All right. Thanks for having me, Pam.